0: Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi, ladies. Hey, Lynn.
1: Hey, Jenna and Beth. How are you?
0: Just great. How are
1: you doing? I'm good. It's Friday. It's not like crazy hot right now, which is nice. And uh, I'm in Florida, by the way. And um my kid is asleep, which is so good. And my other kids on a field trip and like all my work is done for the week. So I'm really like in a good spot.
0: You are living your best life, Lynn.
1: I really am. I've got Like an orange LaCroix, like everything is great right now. So,
0: you're talking to two of your best
1: friends. Yes, I'm talking to two of my best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay, would you tell the good people a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, Hey, good people. My name is Lindsay Durenberger, and I, as I said, I live in Florida. I'm in Tallahassee, Florida. And I have been, let's see, I'm married to my husband, Dan. We've been married for eight years, and we've got two boys. Jackson case who are almost six and three and, uh, a lot of trains in my house and a lot of train tracks.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> it's kind of a war zone all the time for me. And, uh, my husband, uh, Dan is a language arts teacher for middle school and he used to be a youth pastor for a long time. And, um, I am a, I like to call it a freelancer of all trades. And so I do, I have a handful of clients that I do random free, freelance work for. So I write for a couple of websites. I do virtual assistants for a handful of people, social media management, et cetera. So I do that full time from home and it's, it's amazing. It's the best thing ever. And one of the people for whom I freelance is Blessed is She. So if you've ever, good people, if you've ever emailed like, info at blessedissue.net or if you've ever submitted a form or if you've ever wanted to sign up for a blessed brunch or if you've ever, oh my goodness, had a question about an order that you placed, you've probably talked to me and just didn't know. So I'm that person on the other end of those emails, which by the way, is just one person in case you were thinking it's, <laughs> it's me. So in case you think that your email is going into this like crazy void of like random customer service bots, no, it's just, just coming into my iPhone and Sometimes I think about
0: those websites that have like the chat bar at the bottom right. yeah, I'm like, maybe we could add a little chat box and then I was like, that would destroy Lindsay's life.
1: <laughs> I mean, I would have to be full time times a million like I would, I would have to like move to a con I've done I don't know I'd have to like move into like a hole in the ground somewhere just be like this is all I do 24 <laughs> seven. Chat with people, which I would love. I'm such an extrovert and super chatty and wonderful. I just, it would be quite a lot. (laughs) That wouldn't be, I mean, the inbox itself is pretty, it's pretty great. Um, uh, And by great, I mean large. Um, Large and in charge. Yes, it is. So that's
2: a little bit about me. One thing I love about you is that while you work for Blessed Is She, you're an integral member of our team. You are actually not Catholic. I am not. That's
1: true. Which was really funny because <laughs> I remember getting, like, right when I decided to go freelance, which I decided, it's actually the Lord was leading me in mm. that way. And so once I yeah. decided to be obedient and mm-hmm. suck it up and take a leap of faith and go from full-time job with benefits and, a, you know, paycheck every two weeks to freelancing— mm-hmm. Once I finally decided to take that leap, which was terrifying, I think about a week later, I got a text or something from a friend of mine. I was like, Hey, I've been chatting with uh, my friend Jenna and she's looking for some help. She's got this ministry going on and, um, you know, she just needs some help with some stuff. And I mean, that was back in 2015. So that was when blessed as she was, there was a baby. And I said, sure, get me in touch. And so I got on a call with Jenna and we're talking and we're like, obviously because jenna's great i'm just like i love this girl this is fun i'm having a great time why thank you (laughs) i mean i mean how can i not right you're just amazing and uh so at the end of the call i was like yeah like this is great i'm totally into helping you because i think at that point like correct me if i'm wrong jenna because i can't remember but i think at that point it was like you and then like just this team of volunteer writers and i think the i mean there was just the devotions at that point wasn't it yeah yeah. So it was back in the day when it was just devotions and uh, Jenna was just like, you know, I'm just up to my neck and, you know, trying to do this. And you still had a job like at the hospital. And, you know, so you're just like, oh, I'm just scrambling for some help. And, you know, I totally. <laughs> and at the end of the call, I was like, so love this. Love Jesus. Big time. Big time. Jesus fan. Plot twist. Not Catholic. Is that a deal breaker? And Jenna's like, oh, no way, dude. No way. And so I was like, all right, great, let's do it. And so, I mean, that was back in, I like think you said 2015, that was before the birth of my second son, who was now almost three. And so, yeah, that's just kind of, and what's really funny is that I, you know, I'm not Catholic, and blessed is she, is really the only exposure I've had to the Catholic Church, just what it means to do life as as someone in the Catholic Church. So, and like, yeah, and like Beth said, I'm like integral to the team. And like, I remember when we went on our, Team retreat last fall, we had like a, like an hour drive from, from the airport to, to Nell's Lodge, which, oh, shout out Nell's Lodge. Am I right? Oh my gosh. The best. So good. Bonnie and Anna were in the car with me and they had just found out that I wasn't catholic and it was like really funny they had just, they they just didn't have it. just not something that comes up often i guess i don't know <laughs> and they were like this is fascinating tell me everything and that was really cool because i got to tell them kind of my faith story which i don't know how to explain it really but tumultuous might be a good word for it i mean at this stage in my life i'm you know 32, married, have kids, and like 100% devoted to Jesus, you know, baptized, I mean, like sold out for the Lord, 100%. But I did not get here easily. Fast forward to now, well, I guess 2015, when I get exposed to the Catholic Church for the very first time through Blessed is She. And it was a little, it was funny because I was obviously already sold out to Jesus but just it was another one of those things where I was like, I have no frame of reference. I have no concept of what I'm getting myself into. And so there was a, a feeling at the beginning of a little trepidation, but also kind of like, it's like, it's fine. I'm just scheduling social media for this thing. Like, so it's like five hours a week out of doing menial administration. Like, it's not like, that's all it is. And it's fine. But no, like fast forward to now, and it's not like, blessed as she has turned into or at least this being my only like real experience with the Catholic church, it's been so enlightening and it's been really fruitful for me. And it's been, I mean, my whole, my whole thing is that that really pulls me in is that I always wanted a sister. I always did. And so where Jenna bores this thing out of this, this thought of always wanting a sister and Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, same, you know? So we've got that same heart for sisterhood. And so there was never a time though I thought in the beginning, like, you know, I'm not Catholic, so I don't know. Like, but there has never been a time where I've been not treated as a sister. And that's just been really cool. And so it's been a really it's been a really safe place for me to, to have relationships and have sisters. Because Bonnie Ingstrom in Bonnie's way can be like, tell me everything. Oh my god, you know, like how Bonnie does. It's just really cool to do life with a group of sisters, not only just, I mean, not only the staff, but I'm um, obviously in the regional groups and fi- on Facebook. It's just been kind of a really interesting
2: thing. So yeah, all that to say, no, I am not Catholic yet. Here I am. Linz, I want to go way back to the beginning. Something that really struck me that you mentioned was that you took this leap of leaving your job with a steady paycheck and benefits and The Lord provided Mm -hmm. you were, you were obedient to this inclination. Yeah. Just an idea. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So, um, that was one of the times in my life where it was like, like, I've never been more sure that Jesus was all up in my business. Right. Cause there's, there are times where it is kind of like nebulous and it's kind of like, well, is this God speaking to me? Is this just my feelings? Is it really the Holy Spirit prompting me? Like, I don't There's all those, like we always have those questions, right? And we pray about it and we ask other people to pray for us and give us discernment. It was just kind of very blatant. And so the, the, the details of it were um, where I was working at the time when I got, uh, when I got pregnant with our second son, I looked at the numbers on paper and for me to get both DAX and case into full-time childcare, it was going to be well over 75% of my salary. And so that didn't seem really worth it to me on top of the fact that my company did not offer me any sort of maternity leave or anything like that. I mean, obviously FMLA is a thing. So they're like, you got FMLA, you got 12 weeks. And I'm like, cool, that's unpaid. And I can't go 12 weeks without a paycheck. And I, I just, that's not reality for me. And so I, they were like, okay, cool. Well, you can come back after. And like all the moms listening to this are about to like, their jaws are going to hit the floor. So I'm sorry about the bruising that's going to happen when your jaw hits the floor. But they were like, so you get, you get three weeks of paid sick time and vacation. So three weeks total. So you can just use all of that for your maternity leave and then come back at three weeks postpartum. And, no, thank you. Right? <laughs> like... Jenna, you you know what it's like to birth a human. Like, do you are you even able to like remember your own name three weeks postpartum? Because I certainly could not.
0: I still don't, and it's been five months.
1: Yeah. So I was, I was like, are you insane? So I was like, I was literally looking at all these options, going, I I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of options apart from finding something else. And so I Started just, I was like, Well, I guess uh, my only option is to just find a part time job while I'm working my full time job and also growing a human and then save all that money on the side. And then I can use whatever I raise to take time off with FMLA when the baby comes. So that was my plan. So I started networking and I started reaching out to people and I started doing like bits and pieces of little projects here and there. And I got a little bit of money set aside, but not much. I mean, I was able, I had raised enough for, I think it was a week. I'd saved up a week's worth of wages. And then at one point, one of my clients that I had found, and again, this is all like, while also still continuing to do my full-time job and also growing that human. Oh, Oh my gosh. I'm just tired. Just thinking about it. I, you know, I just kept feeling like, I would just, I would pray about it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm frustrated. And I could just remember feeling of just this piece of Jesus is like, girl, i got you. I love that baby so much. And I am going to take care of it. Don't you worry. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. And I'm like, okay, I am trusting that you will, because I am doing everything I can to take care of it. And it's not going very well. I did, and that's what I kept telling people. People would ask me like, well, what are you going to do when the baby comes? Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I said, you know what? I'm not really going to do anything with this baby comes because Jesus is going to do something when this baby comes and it's going to be amazing. And I don't know what it is, but I am, I know it's happening. And I only have a couple of times in my life I can point to and be like, this was Jesus being all up in my situation. And this was one of those times I have this just abnormally like that piece that surpasses all understanding. Like I had that going on because I have a history of struggling with anxiety and depression. and, And I just, that was not my reality. I was like, nope. I know Jesus is going to handle it. I just didn't know how. And so at one point I got about 30 some hours, like locked and loaded in my freelance situation. So I had about 30 hours. So I went to Dan, I'm like, Dan, I've got 30 hours, like in the books, is that enough to quit my job? And uh, so we sat down with our, our budget spreadsheet, super nerdy. And uh, we're just uh, looking at all the stuff. And he's like, well, if, if we quit your job, And take Dax out of daycare, it will be really difficult and tight, but it won't be awful. And we can also maybe just pray about there being something else that comes along. And I'm like, all right. So then I waltzed my happy booty into my job and I gave them my two weeks notice, and they were not happy with me. A week later, I got in touch with Jenna, and it was literally the Lord was like, see? I told you. I told you that I had this in the bag and you had faith in me. And look what it got you.
2: Like you're welcome. Lindsay, I love that because <laughs> I, I think the Lord gives us those experiences because trust and obedience, usually in my experience, comes before provision. Yeah. So then he gives us like a tangible experience of his provision so that the next time mm. he asks us to step out in obedience, he's reminding us, hey. Remember when I provided for that last thing? Mm -hmm. You can trust me this time. Yes. That's so true. I've thought that a lot about
0: our marriage. I've spoken in the past about Mike's anxiety disorder and I've written about it as well on my personal blog. But I know that that's not really what you're talking about, but I do relate it a lot in my head of us kind of waiting on the Lord to heal that part of Mike's issues and his panic attacks and that sort of thing. And I think once that happened. And once he was healed from that, I now have so much trust that I know he's going to come through. Yes. In the future. I totally relate it to that as well. But even talking about it in Lindsay's perspective, stepping out into a new job or you made that leap coming on to blesses Beth, these are big leaps that we're taking that the Lord then provides in the end. You've talked about that before in terms
2: of a down payment. Well, it's looking at God's provision either in our life or in other people's lives. And then to say, look what God has already done, that's a down payment on what he's going to do the next time. It's like a, a, a guarantee, essentially.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm learning that in the waiting for whatever it is, whether it's healing or a house or a job or a vocation, faith comes first, mm-hmm. hope comes first, trust comes first. But a lot of times, I think we're waiting and begging and even angry at God for not providing. Yeah, He's he, like, no, actually, the equation is that you have faith in Me, you walk in trust, you're patient, and not patient like twiddling your thumbs, tapping your, you know, rocking away. Yeah, tap, like
0: anxious. Yeah, patience
2: exactly. But that you would just walk in trust and peace, and then My provision comes, yeah. and not that his provision is dependent on that, but that because we have the promised provision, we can walk in peace while we wait.
0: But also to even go further with that, I was just telling you about this the other day. I'm reading Matthew and in the story of the boat where there's a violent storm and Jesus is sleeping. And right before that, I realized that Jesus walks onto the boat and it says the apostles followed him. So really I'm putting that on myself. Okay, wherever the Lord's going, I'm following Him. But even after we follow Him, there still might be storms and suffering or, or darkness. You know, Just because we follow the Lord doesn't mean those things aren't going to happen. But what He says, you have little faith, like what you're saying, Beth, we have to have that trust that He's going to calm those storms even when they come because we're following Him, because we're trusting in Him.
1: And I I think for for us too, it was kind of cool. So that happened in 2015 and then turn around a year later and my husband lost his job. And he was, as you are when that happens, like a hot mess. And it was really scary for us because we were all of a sudden down to one income, which was my freelance income. But the thing that was cool about it was we could look back. Just a year ago, like you were saying, Beth, and be like, Look, he's gonna provide for us. And we can even be in the same boat where we were like, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers on the paper and it's not adding up, but I just know that he is going to. And so we did have this crazy, crazy piece about it, as hurtful and as painful as that experience was, and how, I mean, scary it was. We had two kids to feed, but he did, he did provide for us. I mean, it was a really bizarro thing. My husband got offered a job teaching English at this school back in Tallahassee. We were in in a different town at the time and we were able to, how bizarro is this? Before he started working at the school board, before he started working in in the school, we were able to like, we were able to close on a house, which is ridiculous because he had been unemployed for so long but it was really the Lord providing like a hundred percent. Like the Lord provided his job. The Lord provided us a house that he provided through other people, places for us to live because we were technically homeless for three months, which was really cool. That's a whole other story. But through other people, like we, we never went a day without a place to sleep. We never went a day without food for all of us in that three month waiting period. And then we were able to close on our house. And it was, and the whole time we were like, But remember, he is faithful. He has been faithful to us. He will be faithful to us. We do. We do just have to put that down payment in faith. And so that was like a really, a really awesome moment in our lives and just being able to to look back they have in the scriptures. It's like anytime God does something, they build monuments, they build altars out of rocks or whatever to remember, you know, this place will be called this new thing because I want to remember what God did here. And so that's kind of like how I feel about it. I'm like my whole freelance career is like a monument to the Lord's faithfulness. And our house is a monument to the Lord's Lord's faithfulness. And that's just one of those things that it can be so scary. And I think over time, You have more of those, but before you have those experiences, like I'm thinking of people who grow up in somehow perfect lives. That's not a real thing. It's totally not a real thing. But people who grow up seemingly to be like, they've got all their junk together, right? But if they're following the Lord and they know him and they read the scriptures and they see the stories of his faithfulness, you know, his character, you know, how he will provide for you, even if he hasn't technically done that for you yet in a very bombastic way, like providing a house or a job essentially. And so that can be really cool. And I think that's one of the things that is so important about, first of all, being in community with each other and having to share these stories with each other so that we can see, I can see Beth's monuments and I can see Jenna's monuments and you can see mine and we can all be kind of watching each other and watching how the Lord responds to each other and provides for each other. But we can also be holding each other accountable to keep pursuing Jesus and keep pursuing that person of our savior because that is where when we get to know him, you know. That's where the piece of that surpassable understanding comes from.
2: I feel like. First of all, the Lord is what you were talking about with leaving your job and the Lord providing, and then a year later, Dan being out of a job, that's a real thing. And I think the Lord it's so funny to do this. We have this experience of God providing for us, coming through. We're, we celebrate that. But then something different falls through. And mm-hmm. the temptation is to go back and be like, oh, no, I thought you were providing for me, God. I thought you were coming through. And He's like, right. Yeah, I will again. Yeah. You know? But so, it's like you're saying with every time that, that God does provide, every time that we are obedient and God, you know, comes through again and again and again, our confidence rises that he'll come through the next time. Mm -hmm. And so I loved that you mentioned building monuments because I think in my own life, I can really kind of gloss over the times that God has been faithful to me. I can be sort of a bratty child, like, okay, well, you gave me that thing, but What about this thing? Take care of this other thing, Lord.
1: (laughs) I think that's a really natural thing. And I know my husband wouldn't mind me saying this, but I mean, he falls into that a lot where he kind of can't see the forest for the trees kind of thing. Sometimes I'm thinking in particular in that season, right after he lost his job, which was devastating. I think there was a lot of me having to remind him, you know, and again, that's why community is so important. So when you are bratty, I can be like, hey, but remember this thing? And when I'm bratty, because that happens, you can be like, Lindsay, remember this thing? It's fine.
2: It's going to be fun. Gonna- it's, so, it's so true. I'm thinking about Mary and Elizabeth um, <laughs> at the visitation. Yeah. How when the angel Gabriel promises Mary that this incredible thing is going to happen to her, the proof that the angel Gabriel gives to her is to go and visit her cousin, Elizabeth, who had been barren. And he says, go and look what God mm-hmm. has already done cool. yeah. in Elizabeth's life to bolster her faith. So Elizabeth's child, John the Baptist, my man. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> that, that was a down payment yeah. You know, on God's faithfulness, on God doing impossible things. That's so good. What monuments are in your life of God providing? Yeah, like latest monuments that you've built. Like- latest. I love yeah. latest. Yeah, most recent. Because mon- I think sometimes people's testimonies become sort of stale. It's like this yeah. thing that God did 10 years ago. And not to take away from God's miraculous healings, but what's happening now?
1: Yeah, I would love to know that. Because again, those bombastic things like, Oh, he provided this house, he provided this job, like whatever. But there's also the little things too, you know, in your house and in your, you know, in your job and in your family and in your friends and
2: I'm thinking about the fact that my friend got free Taylor Swift tickets. I mean- and I was so happy for her because they're big Taylor Swift fans. She and her husband both are big Taylor Swift fans. All but right. I was also like, oh. And then a month later, she's like, hey, I got another ticket. You want to go? Dude. Isn't that crazy? Like, awesome. the, Lord, the Lord cares. Yeah. The Lord yeah. cares about my little heart wanting to see Taylor Swift in That's, concert. That is
1: the sweetest thing.
2: Ever. Right?
1: Oh. I love
2: that. I haven't built a monument to it yet. (laughs) I'm being kind of silly about it, but it's true. I think if we don't celebrate and put up monuments over the Lord's faithfulness in little things, Mm -hmm. we're going to walk around pretty disgruntled and disappointed waiting for Him to fulfill big things. But if we start keeping track of, recognizing, celebrating, sharing Mm -hmm. about God's goodness and provision— I think the fear about something silly like that
0: or thinking about asking for like, if you're like, can you pray for me that I get free Taylor Swift tickets? (laughs) (laughs) Which I will. What about the people who don't get that? I think there's a fear for people to even talk about the things that the Lord's blessing them with because there's someone else who doesn't have that.
2: Okay. Okay. I hear you. (laughs) And what I will say about that, Jenna, is that I think if we don't share those little ways that God is faithful to us, other people will never know one that they can ask God for those things. Mm. And two, that he will do them, that he cares about every last little thing that concerns them. Yeah. and It is a mindset change. If the story that you're telling yourself is good things happen to other people. I never win anything things don't go my way. Like if that's kind of the tape that's running through your mind, then you're already convinced that God won't do it. But what if you heard the testimony of somebody who is extravagantly blessed? I mean, Taylor Swift tickets are extravagant, not because they're expensive, which they are
1: so expensive.
2: But because it's a little thing, it's a silly thing. God cares about me having fun on a Tuesday night of a busy week. You know, Mm -hmm. he's like, I know that you love this. I know you love these friends. I want to watch you sing and dance and be silly and crazy. And I delight in you, Beth. Mm -hmm. So I want to give you this thing. So if I don't share about those things, I don't know. Don't you share little things with your spouse, with your friends, you know? Why not ask God for them?
1: We we were at a music festival with the kids. We brought the kids to the music festival a couple weeks ago, and way to go, guys! Everybody ran out of water, which was cool. So my kids and it's you know Florida, and we're all like, yikes, yeah. Yeah. And so my kids are like, Mama, can we? And I'm like, oh. So I go and I get Sprite, and the kids have never had soda ever, and so they each get a little bit of Sprite. Man, you would have thought. I just showered them in dollar bills. They were like, this is my best day of my life. This is the best thing that's ever. And it's like this little silly thing. I love it.
2: Oh my gosh. I want to pray for this. I want to pray that we start to experience in our lives and in prayer, every little gift from God as though we had never had a sip of Sprite before. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit jesus you are so good Mm -hmm. so loving you are gracious beyond our wildest dreams and i pray that you would pour out every grace every blessing every little desire of our hearts they that you would um honor and bless and provide for them lord I ask that if there are places in our hearts or or our minds that doubt your provision, that doubt your goodness, that doubt your heart for us, that you would come through in a way that proves, God, your love. I know that you're doing this every moment of our lives, God, but would you just show off in the lives of every single person listening And would you give us the eyes of faith to see it and to celebrate it? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: And the Holy Spirit, amen. Lindsay, it's been a great joy. Oh, it's been so fun. You guys are the best. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter.
2: Until next time.